But a lot of these people do look like clowns, so yeah. get that get that straight. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, look at I... yourself in the mirror, you know, before you go out. Do it like a hundred. Do it like a hundred times. Yeah. Take, oh wear like try like five different outfits out. That's what we do. That's why my room's so messy. And we look like shit. So. <laughs> the beings I love are creatures. They were born by chance. My meeting with them was also by chance. They will die. What they think, do, say is limited. It's a mixture of good and evil. I have to know this for myself and not love them. I've been realizing there's so many like no fab artists. I was like listening to this no fab rapper. Wow. Really? Oh, that's like pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't even know if he's no fab. Are you telling me that you're you're wavering? You're thinking it's cool now? No, I think he's cool. <laughs> oh. For being no fab. Did you guys talk about gooning too? <gasps> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> We've been talking it. about that a little bit as well. <laughs> Next I up. feel like we should, this episode we should just act like we should just be like the most idiotic like, on fashion. <laughs> also, you know, maybe mix, mix how, so how much, much on fashion do we need to be? You know, it doesn't matter. We don't. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. I Not I'm down to talk about clothes, but I right. don't really want to talk about fashion. But I want to talk about style trends. Well, are we recording? <laughs> should we talk style about it? predict yeah. style trends? I was going to bring up... I was worried that I was going to get doxxed for saying that I'm committing fashion suicide a few weeks ago. Oh, what? Because of the suicide? Why would you get doxxed? Because test, people test. would call... They would say, you're capping, you know? Oh, sure. Because you're committing... Testing. Testing. Are you testing. Dying it's kind of quiet. Testing. I'm not, I'm not dying. Hans, can you, can you lean uh, forward just a little more? Or, yeah, just, like, lean that way. Yeah. That's, that's better. There we go. Yeah. Wow. Hans, can you speak a little? I can't hold this pose for... You can't, no. I can't hold this pose. Do you want a little pillow? I'll just go like this, actually. Yeah, you, just turn yourself. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's directional. So now try it. Testing. That's a little bit better. Just go a little bit closer. <laughs> I just maybe I need for to... For some like, reason, Preston and Teresa are a lot clearer. Maybe... What? Hello? That's better. That's better. That's okay. better. It is? Indeed, yeah. My earphones interfering. Sounds better now. I don't think it's your earphones interfering. <clears throat> it's probably. Hello, hello. All right, that's probably that's a little evened out. Yeah. We can fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Hans? It's that frightened face. Yeah, he's biting his pinkies. I'm like pretending to bite my fingernails. Making chatty. a shriek face. Shriek? Shriek face. Hans Hold is on. shrieking right now. I have to pull up Vogue for us. <laughs> we should pull up lookbook.nu for reference. So, uh, Did y'all have to ever interact with lookbook.nu? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
It's like a, oh yes, it's like a thing that like yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's like a thing that people like posted their daily fits on. Mm. It was just like a New Zealand website, but like everyone, like all the like cool girls in my high school. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we always go a little bit before. So you never know. Yeah, I do remember that website. That's a trick of the trade, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> Did, were you guys ever on our male fashion advice? Uh, no. That's quite a crazy I've never community. really been on Reddit. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. I've been on, like, those Patreon, like, you subscribe to a Patreon. It's just like a, it's like a fashion style, you know. No. People put their outfits, like what they're wearing that day. You pay to see someone's fit? I don't think I paid. I might have paid, but maybe like five bucks or something. I didn't know that was a thing. Like was, who? Like is it a, it a like, stylish person? It was like or? Bliss Foster's. Like, oh. It was pretty, I don't know. Who's it Bliss Foster? It's like some YouTuber. Oh, YouTube that fashion. Bro. Didn't he get canceled? He's canceled. Yeah, he's pretty Sorry. canceled, right? Sorry. You can't bring him up. You guys yeah, can was, talk about that. It was fine. It was it was just like kinda stupid though, like just like too much information at once. Too many ongoing His like, essays? Discussions. Or hit or the Patreon. Just a lot of name dropping, you know. Mm. I think he's And like, it's like people really breaking down their fits and they're you know, they're not really interesting fits. Yeah. I had that issue. I was in like a fashion discord for a while and I finally after like over a year I had to leave because it was making me so angry. Yeah. Because it just didn't feel it really felt like it was just posting whatever you've copped and then like talking about how rare it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it would just be like a gray windbreaker. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, I didn't even actually wear this outside. Yeah. And I'd just mm-hmm. be like, Okay, I don't yeah. know, I even know I can't even like put an emoji on this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because why do you care? Well, yeah. what? Yeah, what's the purpose of this? They're not your friends. Well, that's true. And then, like, if you tried to like reach and talk to somebody on like a human level, it just was like, it would just fall on deaf ears for sure. So it just felt very like, well, I don't have the like income to be validated on this channel, nor do I really want to. So I guess I'll just dip and just talk about clothes with my friends. Yeah, because it's so like name, like your pants are like name brand. Your top's name brand, your shoes are name brand, your jewelry's name brand. It's not like I just thrifted all this. We had different priorities. Yeah, it's hard to stay on those, you know, Patreon, Reddits, <laughs> and actually, like, be dedicated to that. There's not, like, a lot going on. It's, yeah, not that inspiring. I could get it if you're, like, on here trying to sell something, but if you're not trying to sell something, I don't really need to talk to these people. <laughs> I think my only experience with like online posting of outfits was from an instagram user named junior wannabe mm-hmm. you guys know who that mm-hmm. i think sounds like, familiar there's like this group of but... like new york kids like it was like junior wannabe and then some kid named alex something but <clears throat> it was like pretty much this where you would like post on instagram screenshots of out, like of clothes that you found on like the real real or like Grail a breakdown it's like yeah so then i was doing it for like a while for a long time honestly like stopped mm-hmm. not that long ago what like ages were you when you were doing that i feel like i was like first becoming aware of that at like maybe 
sophomore year or junior yeah year and it was like you know it's like these kids who grew up in new york yeah and were like so exciting to me and they mm. did they know a lot about fashion and they had a nice style but i kind of have to credit them with like my style now like all those things of people like posting stuff i mean maybe i roll my eyes at it now but it's kind of like how i dress yeah what do you think it was that they were doing that you found like some inspiration from was it like the way they were putting together outfits was it the way they were expressing it online i think like i mean the outfits were nice but i think it's like the format of just instead of like actually owning the items Mm. and making an outfit and then posting a picture of yourself in the outfit it was just like screenshots of things that you're never gonna buy like when i would do it i would put like a like yeah, thirteen thousand like dollar Victorian like old Victorian yeah. gown with like whatever like Margiela pumps and stuff. Yeah, and it's like obviously it's not even for a real person. Like it's just kind of like it's a, mood a, a hypothetical like. Yeah, it would be so hot if somebody wore this. Yeah, but, yeah. That's kind of cool. That's yeah. like I feel like that's like you know there's I feel like every fashion critic or writer that I hear now is like how is AI and how are, like, virtual reality things affecting fashion? But, like, that was kind of the gateway, is, like, just having access to an endless archive of fashion images and then having the technology to, like, create your own combinations of those things and really think, like, if I had unlimited access, like, how would I create this fantasy for myself? Mm. Right. So it's, like, bringing up, like, okay, maybe that's kind of the the more realized version of like metaverse fashion mm. is just like i mean it's all online it's never existing in real life in a in a real like combination anyway i feel like i like i feel like my like fashion my like forays into like fashion were at like a startlingly like advanced age really like yeah like i mean when i was growing up it was like indie like yeah. it was like mm-hmm. fashion was like bad like just <laughs> gen- generally do, bad yeah, and then, like, I started getting into, like, designer brands in my, like, mid-20s when I couldn't afford any of it, and I was, like, living in a sober house, and I would, like, take the bus to the Mall of America mm-hmm. and go to Nordstrom and, like, buy, like, one designer item just as some sort of, like, symbol, mm-hmm. I don't know, of, like, aspiration or something. Yeah. But then later, when I found out about Grailed and stuff, I feel like my... My fashion sense has always been kind of stupid because, like, I will, like, put together these outfits that are, like, projections of what I think I would look like in a certain item that I see on Grailed, but it, like, doesn't actually suit me. Mm. And I, like, don't know how to, like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. do it from the ground up. So I feel like there, for me, there always has been this, like, very virtual... (laughs) I understand that. Like, virtual element that, I don't know... I, I'm definitely not, like, a... I, I see you guys as all having a fairly developed, like, sense of, like... I don't even know what it is. Relationship of yourself to clothing yeah, or something? Style. Like comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's style, basically. It's not fashion anymore. I don't think I just like to be comfortable what do you mean? in my skin, you know? Yeah. I'd probably look pretty boring, like, if you placed me in a bigger city. But... 
like I'm just wearing a Norwegian sweater and some acne jeans, like, and that's not crazy to me. Like, I don't know if you is. would it maybe look. Maybe crazy. I don't know if you would look boring if you were placed in a bigger city. I don't like, think I like boring. Well, I don't. But I think it's just this is what I'm comfortable in right now. You yeah. Know? No, I I definitely I definitely agree with the uh, the kind of imagining yourself in in the outfits. Yeah. Because I got my start on. Basically, I would I would go on to uh, Style Zeitgeist. Yeah, my friend one. Ethan was into yeah. that in high school. Style Zeitgeist and uh, Super Future, which was more like kind of like swaggy clothes. Mm. Style Zeitgeist was like Rick and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Um, and I I bought a pair of uh, Zam Barrett jeans. That was like my first pair of like. <laughs> what is that? He was just like a like an artisanal designer. Out, out of New York, he what made like he made like those like J curve pants. Oh yeah, I follow that guy. Yeah, the J it's, like, curve, really crazy. Like like they like st- like like it's all about how your jeans are stacking. Mm-hmm. So like oh, yeah. they'll be like extra long and like J curved. So like if you like lay them out flat, like each of the legs like crosses over each other, and wow. they like sit on you like really crazy. But I would wear that, like, that was my first pair, like, item, and I had nothing else to go with it, which made, like, no sense. Yeah. Um, but then I got into, like, Yahoo Japan. Right. And that was all just, like, just, like, you see something, and then you're just, like, I'm gonna try that. Like, like, mm. and you have to wait, like, a week, and then, because I'm, a like, a bigger guy, like, I'm, like, 6'3", like, every, like, basically half the things just don't fit me. So I would just be like imagining this thing that like couldn't possibly happen, mm. and I like I, I I messed up so many times buying things that just like what what is physically that physically wouldn't fit. What is that like that that desire to like express something that is like impossible in fashion? <laughs> like what are we doing? Aspirational dressing. Like is it? <laughs> yeah, but like what are what is the aspiration to? Because I don't think it's just status. Like, no, it's there's something else too to change your identity. It's to be, embody someone else or embody, like, an idealized form of yourself. Conforming. Whoa. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. Because yeah. if you're, like, trying to look Mimicking, like someone maybe. else, you're just yeah. conforming to, like, look, you know, mimic them. You know? Could be. I think conforming's cool. Like, I'll conform, I'll conform you know? Yeah. <laughs> I do, too. Like, I think that's that's cool. Like, in high school, like, girls would wear, like, you know, like, yoga pants and, like, white converse and like a fleece or something like that's mm-hmm. cool i'd wear that now that's yeah i want to see that and that kind of going back to what nick was saying at first about how fashion was bad in high school do you mean bad like the style that was popular when you were younger was bad or like liking fashion itself was a bad thing i i guess i meant I meant the first thing. I mean, so I grew up in like a small city, so liking mm-hmm. fashion would have been seen as, um, I mean, it would have been seen as really pretentious, and I pe- think people would have just not had any point of reference. Mm. It would, have, it, I mean, it was the equivalent of like me going in the onto pitchfork dot com, you know, during my lunches and like reading about <laughs> indie bands, like. Mm. But like what I what I initially meant was just like fashion was clumsy. Like I feel like mm-hmm. people have had this like very extensive aesthetic training based on like images that we see to this point where like I mean the sort of Gen Z stereotype is this like hyper aestheticized like mm-hmm. and it's not just quirky people. It's like, you know, 
um, I just feel like there was this sort of like technological leap in mm-hmm. like the mid 2010s or something in terms mm-hmm. of like people looking sleek. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up, people looked clumsy, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and that was normal. It's almost like efficiency, like mindset, because if you think like every time, like the like fashion cycle comes around, it's like a different decade or something. Mm-hmm. Everything is like more efficient. It's like, they've taken out like the, the things that like people mm-hmm. saw as like bad, or they've like refined mm-hmm. it into something that's like more aesthetically pleasing. Right. And then like, all the things that are just like were like absolutely clumsy and terrible that were associated with like that like say decade like the 70s coming back and like everything's like you know all sleek and stuff but like the 70s was like kind of fucked up fashion wise you know it's like this efficiency thing where everything's being distilled down and if the inefficient stuff comes back it comes back in this like self-conscious way yeah as this kind of like excess like frumpiness or something that's supposed to be like swaggy Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's I don't know like if you guys know what I'm talking about. But. I do. I was gonna say I feel like nowadays to be like a stylish person, there's this idea that you have to like manufacture clumsiness. Like there's mm-hmm. like a desirable element to looking askew or you know not like cohort. You know, at least in women's wear, I think in men's wear too, like matching sets and things like that. It's just so ubiquitous now. What and is what is that? A cohort is like a coordinated outfit. So like, okay. you know, everything is the same tone or the same like set of tones, right. or the same material or whatever. Like a, like a Kardashian all together. fit or something. Yeah. It's just, it's like too cohesive. And yeah. so people now it's like, at least, I don't know, for me, like I enjoy people that wear clothing that isn't perfect or looks like it's been accumulated through like <laughs> awkwardness and effort. Or maybe they, like, don't have it all together, and that's fine. You know, like, I think that that just seems way more human than, like, to Hank's point, wearing, like, a replica of an era that's not even, like, historically, you know, it's been uh, sort of, like, groomed in a weird way to be, like, a rose-colored reflection of what it used to be. I don't know if that makes sense. There's a... I was just preparing a little bit before uh, this morning. I just read like one essay from this, but this is Roland Barthes, mm-hmm. The Language of Fashion. I don't know if you guys know Roland Barthes. He's like a um, structuralist um, sociologist. So he believed that after the, after the fashion of like structural linguistics, that you could sort of separate um, any system of communication, such as fashion, into a series of like uh, symbols and norms that have like two elements one of them is like what the words are long and parole in french and long is like it's like the language as a system so that would be dress or fashion uh and then parole is like the actual act of speech of like utilizing the language or like putting it into expression and like uh that would be for him dressing um and what what he's interested in is how like individual acts of dressing are then implemented into the system. Mm-hmm. So there's this like, you know, this is this like interchange between the two of them. Um, and it's like, I don't know, it's pretty interesting because he, he was writing in a time when structuralists believed that you could really establish this like a science and that it was like, you could really like, you know, look at like the fashion system and like, you know, mm-hmm. I, isolate elements of like what things mean yeah and i feel like you know 
that would be like so hard to do uh today like fashion is like this like there's just like this constant reinvention like almost like revolutionary reinvention like every year i think two years i think you're right i think fashion right now is like in a really weird spot yeah i think about like the row Mm. and okay so i wrote down a pipeline which is bernard wilhelm in like the early like in your like college or high school age probably Mm -hmm. like 2010 2014 Mm -hmm. and then like how we got from bernard wilhelm to like to HBA. Can you explain Bernard Wilhelm? Oh, like uh, indie, not sleeves really, but like yeah, maybe indie avant-garde sleeves though. Like really weirdly fitting sweatshirts, crazy fabrics, uh-huh. kind of yeah, like unstructured. And then HBA being like logo mania kind of time, mm-hmm. which yeah, I think is super interesting in terms of like. First of all, the like fit pick culture, because it's not like a question of like you don't need to post like who made the the sweatshirt. It's obviously HBA because it says HBA all over it. Yeah. And then like from that being maybe too I don't know what was wrong with that, but then like I feel like those kids then went to like an archival fashion totally. kind of like realm where it was the complete opposite of being like you don't know who this is. Like, you don't know what this sweater is or whatever it is. Gatekeeping. Well, it, I, it, it turned into that thing where people are just like listing off. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's like they, if you aren't gatekeeping it, it's like videos of people being like Margella, yeah. you know, Yoji yeah. Yamamoto or like adding up the totals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Freaking steal his look. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and then now I feel like, I mean, that's still obviously super strong, but it's, like, now I feel like there's this, like, the row feels like a really big part of fashion right now. Maybe not in terms of, like, the industry of it. The row being the the brand that Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen own. Okay. And is, like, supremely expensive, like, day wear for the most part. Like, you know, whatever, like a cashmere coat that's like... Is it women's? 7,000. Women's recently, be- like, started a men's line. Yeah. But it's like, it's it's painfully tasteful. Like, yeah. it is like, so crisp, everything. But it's also has this like, weird... It's like, timeless. Like, timeless in a way that excites me, but also I'm kind of like, where does this lead then? Like, yeah. because it's like... It's slightly nostalgic, but it's also, it's so pared down, like, it's so efficient that uh, it's, like, almost nothing. So I don't know where to go from there. Do you think, because I think about this a lot, too, with, like, how it used to be, like, style would fold over, like, every, you know, 10 years or something like that. And Mm -hmm. it's just, like, it is getting shorter and shorter, and you see, like, the references, I mean... The references now with indie sleeves, it's like, that's literally high school for me. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> it was like, that's, mm-hmm. it's getting folded over, like, in, mm-hmm. in like five t- to, to ten years, mm-hmm. like, in this, like, very crazy way. Which that, mirrors like, aesthetics more broadly. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, it, it makes me wonder if, like, the singularity of that is going to be, like, fashion just does like can't exist or Mm -hmm. if it's going to be 
like almost like a revival of like subcultures. Yeah. Where like things are like so think... like hard line because like fashion like can't just be like like people are so tired of it they just like like this is just who I am like I'm not I'm not shifting every like mm. three years like I am this mm. yeah this is how I dress like everyone's gonna be able to figure out like how to express themselves that's or like the, who cares yeah. to do that that's to Barth's like distinction between fashion and dressing like when I was saying earlier about like committing fashion suicide I meant like just like completely eliminating any um awareness of fashion as a system and solely focusing on the dressing aspect and making sure that the things that you're wearing like feel good mm. to you to do and i think unfortunately well not even unfortunately for me but like that includes not sharing like being vocally interested in fashion like mm -hmm. i feel like you just have to wear what you want to wear but don't like show everyone how cool that is i don't know because then mm -hmm. then you are participating in the system so i don't know i don't know if that makes sense but that's what i meant earlier when i was like i'm denouncing fashion and it's more just that like i will wear the things that make me feel most like myself and i'm gonna uh not really uh talk about it yeah, it's actually <laughs> a very like old school way of thinking about things like yeah i'm i'm on very much the same like place as you and I describe it as just, like, I'm more interested in style than fashion, which is, like, catchy to say, kind of. But mm. it's true. It's, like, um, my dad works at this place called Jaime's Haberdashery. Shout oh, out. Jaime's, yeah. um, and it's, like, it's, like, very uh, themed around, like, I don't know not even 20s fashion, but just, like, gentlemen's wear. Yeah. And that kind of thing. And it's, like, I've recently become more intimate with that, like, with that um, place. And that's how people used to think about things, was, like, the style of what you're wearing. It, nothing was really the brand. It's, like, what, you go to Salvo Row to get a jacket. You're not telling anyone it's, like, Geeves and Hawks, because it's, right. it's not relevant. But things are still relevant in terms of style, like all those details in terms of like what you're projecting. The way it's tailored, exactly. the, what material is used. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just becomes like a different language, which still feels relevant to kind of like getting out of fashion. Is I think my interest in style over fashion is like, I think so much can be said with what you're wearing, whether people want to accept that or not. And I think that that's actually, to me, who I feel comfortable and, like, I understand myself uh, in those contexts. It feels, like, very empowering to be able to express that, mm. not with words. Like, so it's kind of weird to think about how people, like, name drop stuff or talk about the history of Rei Kaokubo and how the sweater they're wearing does this and all that. Sure. It's, like, it's it feels super, like clunky like that kind of like talking about it feels clunky. it almost reminds me of like i don't know this is a total digression but like i've been like thinking a lot lately about like uh, early christianity and like the evolution of like the old like <laughs> oh, the old like roman gods and go. stuff like that and it's like in ancient rome people would have these like had have these like household gods that they would pay tribute to that were basically like ancestral gods and they were jealous gods and it's like 
the like designer fashion system has almost become this like system of like household gods yes. that yeah. that Leaders. that you like yeah that you like you make these like sacrifices to by spending like five hundred dollars yeah. on yeah. whatever and it's like the, the thing about that system is that it's um it's very it's very passive you know and people make all these claims about self-expression in fashion that i've always personally felt to be like pretty limited i mean i can see it i can see certain instances where self-expression is possible also makes me question like why self-expression is the goal um and i'm this i'm not like criticizing any of you guys um for what you're saying but it (laughs) but it like i don't know what do you guys think about that like should we try should we be like attempting to express ourselves and is it possible it depends on what is for me it depended on like my mental health like i when I was younger, I really focused on fashion as a form of self-expression because I felt very alienated and I really wanted at times to, to find a community and other, at other times to be very like distinct and different from a certain community. Like I was talking about this with my dad when I first got my first quote, like real job, he just told me over and over again, like, you're going to need to dress in a way so that people will take you seriously because you're a young woman. And so... You have to be, you know, dressed for the job you want, mm-hmm. like that sort of thing. Yeah. So I went out and bought like 12 vintage suits that were like Cruella DeVille level, like insane suits. Like I looked like the mask, like it was like <laughs> insane. And I wore those every day and I had like full acrylic set- sets on every day that said like, you know, crazy shit on my nails. I was like... like um, like for a while it said bug boy mm. <laughs> and it had tiny bugs on the pinky. That was your professional dress? Well, because I was trying to basically do like a mockery of like eighties power dressing mm-hmm, where yeah. I was like, Okay, you want me to look corporate? I'm gonna look so uncomfortably clownishly corporate <laughs> that it's actually gonna be awkward and uncomfortable for everyone in the room. Wow. Yeah. And I would go into meetings and people would either be like, You're so cool, I mm. love you, you're so brave or they'd be like that's crazy. Like, you know, and it's like, I was like, fine. Like, this is kind of my like weird little fuck you to people expecting me to dress in a certain way. And then once I got out of that job and I realized I didn't want to be in that world, I was like, cool. I can now like sell all of these because they're, they've served their purpose. It was more about like performance or like, yeah, I guess it was, yeah, it was like a very performative way of dressing. And I feel like with self-expression, sometimes that's what, clothing is good for is kind of putting on a cosplay and like channeling you know an alter ego that can sort of like help Mm -hmm. you get through whatever you're going through yeah so there's almost two levels to the expression it's not just like this is this is the pure essence of who i am you almost dissemble yeah as in conceal yourself in order to like trojan horse a freer version of yourself yes into the world or something like that or you feel you feel more in control like you yeah. feel like okay yeah i'm I'm really like pulling the wool over these guys eyes you know they think i'm the crazy <laughs> it's about one control they're the crazy one <laughs> that's crazy i mean kind of what, what do you think hans we need, we need to get some hans i, I just blacked out do you think you can express yourself with fashion or do you try to i mean i don't know like yeah you can express yourself but you can also get lost Mm. yeah like when i like graduated from high school had a graduation party i I was blessed with a lot of money so i like just bought a ton of clothes 
from a lot of just random designers and none of it would have like paired well together so I definitely went through a weird phase of like it's trying to express myself but in like the worst way possible you know I was like mm-hmm. it just looked insane it didn't even look that insane probably it probably looked okay honestly compared to like what these kids are wearing now but, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah I don't know just it, ha- it was kind of like that though I was like oh I got Expensive sunglasses, expensive shorts, expensive jacket, like expensive denim jacket, expensive expensive denim vest, you know, like <laughs> smelly so, vest. Yeah, so like, yeah, I don't know. I think there's just different ways of expressing yourself through clothing, you know. What does it mean having having relations with my denim? What is that? That's just a passion for denim. <laughs> That's just me trying to find the perfect pair of yeah. denim, yeah, pair of pants, you know, jeans, whatever, whatever you want to call them. Like, acne jeans are pretty good, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I've gone through a lot of different jeans. I had some what salons. Do, what do you like about the acne? There's like They have a good stretch. They're very simple. There's not, like, stupid stitching on the back pockets. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're, they seem like they're built well. I don't know. Instructed well. They're Swedish. They're not made in Sweden, but, you know, they got the Swedish stamp. Yeah. It's like a Fjallraven jacket. It's yeah. got the stamp. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I want to try some more, some more, some more, uh, some more brand brand of <laughs> denims, you know. So I want to try some Robin jeans at some point, you know. But I don't know if the the time is to buy. It. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I should be wearing Robin jeans right now. Seems like everyone's got Robin jeans. Mm. But that's a, that's also a reason why I like. But you like conforming. But I do like conforming, so, yeah. Everyone, everyone in Minneapolis or, like... I just feel like a lot of people, it's like either you have, you know, you have Robins or you have Rock Revival. Mm-hmm. You have to pick between the two. What do you want, Rock Revival or you want Robins? Rock Revival <laughs> are cheaper, so... We all come to a point where we must choose. Yeah. But the Rock Revival <laughs> thing's funny to me, too, because it's, like, a really trendy brand right now. And it seems like they just, like, found some, like, L.A. kids... Yeah, and they were like, "You guys should be the creative directors." I don't even know who owns the brand. It says it's, yeah. they, it says it's a California brand. They used to sell it at like Nordstrom. <laughs> they sell it at yeah. Buckle. Yeah. You can go to yeah. Buckle at the Mall of America. And so get some. I have a funny story about that. My friend Elaine, um, he, he was a friend of mine from high school. He like um, he got he came into some money after he graduated high school as well, and um, he moved to Minneapolis. And he had a friend who was working at Buckle. He's like. His friend was like, "Man, like I got this, I got this pair of jeans. I th- really think you would like, like, you know, let me, let me just, let me just send them to you. Like, basically, like, intimating that he was gonna, like, you know, give him a deep discount or like for free or something." And Elaine was like, "Yeah, sure, it sounds good." And he like sent him the jeans and like a bill for the jeans, <gasps> and they were like, <laughs> ro- they were like seven hundred dollar like rock and revival jeans or wow, something like that. That's crazy. And they were like the ugliest. I mean, this was like two thousand. <laughs> yeah eight or something 2009 so people weren't really like to wear those at that time yeah it wasn't even like quirky it was just like that's crazy rock mode yeah yeah Yeah, i had kids at my high school that wore rock revival and they're like juggalos too yeah Mm. like the crazy vibe yeah like they look sick on them too i don't know how what the in seems like on them so they might look crazy on a tall lad but what do you like about denim specifically it's just you know you can you can do everything in them and work what you can work in them you can work in them yeah you can work you can go in out in them you can go out in them you can swim in them if you're freaky <laughs> yeah um Dang. yeah i don't know yeah it's good i don't know like I, I was like i had like nylon pants 
went through a lot of nylon pants. Not I didn't go through a lot, but you know, I had a pair of nylon like track pants, and I'm like, when am I gonna wear these? Like, what? Yeah. Like, what environment? Like, Minnesota is not a place for wearing like a track suit. What? What? Where are we at with tech wear nowadays? I don't know, but I think. Okay, sorry. I'm not... <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> Talk about whatever. Anyway, you want. We, we, I don't we, know, but whatever. Know. <laughs> yeah, we edit, we edit this, so anything yeah. can go. We can go in order, you know. We I think it's interesting, like. Like, I've, Hans, you're starting to talk about, like, the cycle, the, like, mental, like, cycle of consuming yeah. fashion, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even if it leads to style. Retail therapy. But, like, yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel crazy. Like, yeah. sometimes I realize that I've been on Depop for, like, like I'm at work and I'm on Depop. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, why yeah. am I on Depop? Yeah. I'm not going to buy this Junior Watanabe. Yeah. whatever it is yeah or like whatever like mm-hmm. um, but, you, but you might but it's the chase for it mm-hmm. it's like okay so that's where like the thing that i started with talking about posting you know things that you found online as an outfit or whatever like that's where that's becoming unhealthy for me <laughs> in a personal mm-hmm. sense is like mm-hmm. i look at that stuff all the time and i don't even i don't really know why like I'll, like i'm not going to buy I very rarely, like, actually, like, pull the trigger and buy anything. Um, But it's, like, yeah, you find the perfect pair. And this is maybe, like, yeah, this is personal. But I find the thing that I've been looking for for, like, weeks or months. I'm, like, oh, this is the perfect jacket. Mm -hmm. And I don't... And then once I find it, I'm satisfied and I don't Mm -hmm. buy it. Like, and then I just am, like, oh, well, whatever. I already have a jacket. I guess I actually don't need this. But... It's like, and then, okay, you know, then say I do buy it, I wear it, and then it's like, why the hell did I buy this? And then I, like, have this, like, need to sell it and, like, continue cycling through my clothes. Like, you know, sell, you know, sell Rick Owens to buy Issey Miyake, get get tired of Issey Miyake, sell Issey Miyake to buy something cooler or, you know, like something that feels like more me but it's kind of like i don't know yeah i've been i've been thinking about the search a lot because that's like what my like a huge part of my life has been the search yeah for like material you're kind of like a you're kind of like a (laughs) yeah the hunt you're kind of like a um like a junk trader I, that's, I don't mean that in a pejorative way. No, no, way. no. You're I, a collector. I, I, I refer to myself as like a third generation, fourth generation scavenger. Yeah. It's like we just go through like the, <laughs> yeah. like I grew up, my parents yeah. went to estate sales. My grandparents went to estate sales. Like yeah. that's, I knew that from auctions, things like rag that. Rag picker. Yeah. So like, so now. You rag picker. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. Uh, but like now, like with the internet, like I still love going to auction. I still love going to estate sales. Yeah. Um, but like the the fact that I can just go onto the internet and just like look for things and like try to like t- hone search results. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I literally when I'm on like Japanese Yahoo, uh, like I will I'll have like the mo- the most insane search searches because I know that how English words are translated into Japanese and then come back out. So like it's not like issue miyaki, it's issue issue. You know, like and then and then you take issue 
and then you you reverse Google Translate it, and you get the Japanese characters. And if you search for that, you get like different things. It's crazy. Like you can have that's a that's a tip right there. That is a tip. (laughs) But like, but like, as I mean, all of us here are are people who have creative pursuits outside of this. Like, there are people who like their only creative pursuit is like, you know, like. Finding, creating style or like finding clothes creating an archive and like i i wonder about that a lot like like it it's almost like i i spend so much time like thinking of it as like a creative like kind of curatorial process like finding finding things that like might express me you know in the world that has nothing to do with me and then like i find like actually create going and like drawing and creating something or like you know, getting like a project started, like it's so difficult for me. Like it's second nature to like go on to Yahoo Japan and just scroll mm. for like two hours. But like yeah. to start a project, it's so difficult. But like the way I feel after doing both of those, like doing something like creative into the world <laughs> makes me feel so like fulfilled. Whereas like spending two hours on, you know, Yahoo Japan, like makes me feel like really messed up. Mm. And I just like wonder about that, like as as a creative process, if it's even like possible to call it that. Fashion, it's like fashion gooning. Yeah, it's like it is. fashion yeah. gooning. It's kind of similar to the to the feeling of like yeah, like looking at porn or like the, honestly, it's similar to the feeling I get when I'm like getting ready to like like use drugs. Yeah, like mm. not that yeah. I'm sober, you know, but like it's like it's a similar like like anticipating thing where it's like, and it's similar with drugs. If you're, if you have addiction issues, you will, you will know that like really like you get relief as soon as you start thinking about the fact that you're going to use, Mm. you know what I mean? And it's not actually the moment of using. It's similar with like buying fashion online. It's like, and I, I, I like resonate with what you said, Preston, that like there's almost this way of like, there's almost this way of like hacking that process where if you just like decide like I'm not actually going to buy the thing, then you can kind of just like, I don't know, you can kind of like simulate the, the it, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. actually not gooning, it's, it's edging. It's edging. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because what, ha- what happens when you, like if you're edging, right, is just you, buying something, purchasing something, like when you release. It's not as good as right. the release. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's why you feel like shit when it shows like, up. Yeah, then you like you're like, oh then no. Like, yeah, yeah. I, don't I, know feel. I feel good when I get something in the mail. I feel great, even if, <laughs> the, if it doesn't fit. Like, or if it doesn't fit, that I can just sell it. Like, you know. So is like, I don't know. is what? Because what's so clothing obviously covers up your body, and like sometimes your body right. is like naked and otherwise. Mm. So like, there's an erotic dimension to clothing. A oh, desire, yeah. yes, for sure. Yeah. I think when you, sorry to keep okay, but when you talked about like why, like can you self-express or whatever? It's yeah. like okay, like I'm not gonna pretend like I don't dress to be like sexy, yeah, or like mm. you know, I just walked, I just like went to Yum this morning, and I was like, how do I turn everyone at Yum on when I walk in there, or like how yeah. do I like walk in and be like, yeah, like. You know, Yum is a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I so guess, that was international. I, f- I tend to feel like the opposite way, where I'm like, yo, if I like, I think 
just maybe from like a women's wear perspective, like things are inherently sexy mm. or sexy focused. Mm. And so it's like, yo, I really want to wear this like tennis skirt because it's hot as fuck out. But I know that if I do that, mm. it's going to be seen as like me being flirtatious. I know this is literally gender politics 101. So I'm definitely not trying to like <laughs> be too, you know, whatever cliche about it. But like, for instance, like even just coming over to your guys' house last night, like we just had like a chill hang. And I was, like, wearing PJs, and I was like, oh, I could just wear this. And then I was like, no, I couldn't, because they might be able to see my titties, mm. and that would be weird, because it's not, I'm not, like, going into a, a romantic situation where, like, I want someone to think that I'm, like, signaling something. So oftentimes, for me, like, there's an element to fashion where there's, I have, like, a fantasy wardrobe of, like, things that I would wear if I knew that I wasn't going to be, like, sending a signal that I didn't want to send. And then I have, like, my actual everyday clothes because I, yeah, I just don't want to deal with, like, the repercussions of wearing something that has, like, a connotation to Mm. it already. I don't know. Absolutely. I feel like... It's tough sometimes. (laughs) It's first world problem, but... Well, and when I say that cl- there's an erotic dimension to clothing, I guess I didn't mean that, like, it's all in- it's all inherently, like, sexy. I meant it, it, can- it's- it definitely can be, but, like, anthropologically, like, modesty mm-hmm. was, like, yeah. the-, the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. what I'm speaking on, too, is, like, any time that I want to wear something that feels more freeing, not necessarily, or just feels... Um, I don't even know the right word for it. Oftentimes it's more feminine for me. It just feels like I'm now going to have to deal with the the language that I'm like choosing to speak. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Am I talking too much? No, no. No, no, no. Hans was oh. Hans was thinking about the bird. I keep hearing a bird. Uh, and it's a it's a crow, yeah. I thought it was Hank's cup because Hank's cup was making a barking kind of noise. I thought it was a dog <laughs> too. There's a dog and there's a bird out there. No, it's okay. I should. I don't really want to talk too much about like gender politics and fashion anyway. But well, I think I wish that people. It's interesting could... when you think about menswear. Yeah, because menswear still has like the aspect of like modesty or like is like or like mobility built in. Yeah, right, like, I th- okay, so I think about, like, suits and, like, the tailoring kind of side of things, and it's, like, sometimes, sometimes, um, like, when I think about, like, a sexy man, yeah, it's usually, there's maybe a couple, like, like, if we're talking about, like, decades of style, where, like, men wearing little clothes was like hot like maybe it's mm. like yeah i don't know what like the 70s, 70s or yeah. something yeah, like booty shorts yeah but for the most part it's like okay you know i'm watching sex in the city right now too so it's like you know guys in like suits like a like mm. a like a nice tailored suit is like you know hot yeah. but it's like it's also modest it's maybe a little bit i don't think repressed is the word but it's like yeah, it's very buttoned up. Is it's like just, a literal. Yeah, term it's like for pro, that. it's like protected. It's like a protective, like protective wear. It keeps you warm. It like has all these different functions to it. Yeah. And I feel like recently, me and Hans, I feel like we've struggled with 
figuring out what to go out in in a way that like feels modern yeah and also you know single guys i don't know like menswear just doesn't really have like it's yeah it's kind of like shamefully yeah cornered yeah, you don't want to like if know. you don't want to wear like unisex looking clothing to look like you know to really stand out you know like what do you where do you go like, like you could wear like a tank top, like a weird looking tank top, <laughs> but like I don't really want to look like that right now. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. I feel you. This is this is interesting because it's like getting away from like expression and just into like pure signaling. Well, yeah. that's yeah. that's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. is yeah. like that's the thing is like I feel like there's that's so dominant in mm-hmm. in fashion. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean. I don't know. I, f- I I was like talking about. I don't remember if this was on the podcast or whatever. But I feel like there was this like moment of like, particularly in like in like hetero context, there was this like soft soft boy mm-hmm. kind of moment. Oh yeah, strong. And then I feel like there was a backlash against that, right? And it's like, hey, do you support that? Yeah. I started it. You started it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's. It, but it but it's it's amounted to kind of a confusing situation uh for for us for for me yeah. <laughs> uh because like i don't know yeah there's just like y- there's this menswear lane that is very like buttoned up and is extremely like you know everything everything's on the up and up like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean Watch, like yeah. yeah wolf of wall street guys yeah mm. And then there's this, like, slightly more, like... I guess that's why I was joking about rock and roll. Because I feel like rock and roll is, like, this lane where there oh. was, like, a... Not necessarily a feminine element, but just, like, this um, slightly less, like, you know, binary split. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. It's We're in a weird spot. I guess I am... T- I do want to talk about gender, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, um, I think, sexuality. like... Anytime that that comes, I think that's another thing again where I was like, this is why I want to focus on the act of getting dressed and not fashion as a system because you, it's kind of a lose lose. Like you either fully embrace like educating yourself about, uh, gender politics and fashion and then you really like center your whole wardrobe around like creating the perfect message for the way that you want to present yourself to the world but then it's like does that even is that even like comfortable for Mm. myself or am i really just doing this as some sort of like exercise or you are like yeah you know fuck it i'm just gonna be like a hot boy you know or whatever and then that you're also like then dealing with the signals that you're choosing to send and be like yeah and be like you're saying like well i'm will like i'm willfully ignorant of you know i can Mm -hmm. wear like a pearl necklace but i'm not a fuck boy kind of thing and it's like you can't really have it both ways, you know what I mean? Like, sorry, Preston. <laughs> Preston is wearing a pearl on a string. It's just one pearl. Um, it's just one like pearl, and pearl. it looks good. And I'm you're sorry. not a fuckboy. Um, I'm issuing an apology to all the pearl-wearing <laughs> men out there. Um, but also, yeah, so it's like, I don't know, but I think the like solution is then, again, like focusing on dressing in a way that makes you feel good and safe. And like, just that's kind of how you can have like a... A healthy relationship to all of that skullduggery. Do you feel like? Do you feel like that's a place where like tailoring or the custom made clothing becomes more relevant? Like, 
I mean, you could go like a tailoring route of getting a garment made for you with your, you know, I mean, yeah, supremely expensive, all those different factors. But also, like, I think I'm kind of cynical of people being like, oh, yeah, I make all my own clothing. But actually, like, why? Because that's, I mean, the goal, I or, like, I could see a goal being that you do that in order to create, like, you know, I guess to have more control over all those different aspects mm -hmm. where you're not relying on something to be made that is supposed to represent or, you know, like, is supposed to satisfy all those needs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I think, but I think you're right. Like, it is kind of like a lose-lose situation, or it's just like... This is just reminding me of, like, something I said to Hank, like, and Therese, I think, like, a few months ago, like, three months ago, I was like, I'm going to start, like, dressing my age. Yeah. Like, I need, oh, like yeah. I need to stop, like... Because I feel like I, like... I mean, this this reflects aesthetics and just lifestyle more broadly, that, like, generally we don't, like... We don't really, like, mature that much mm -hmm. anymore <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like there's there's like a certain because it's consumerism basically yeah. like consumerism places us in this like infinite adolescent like space mm. um where we don't we don't like we don't like necessarily aside from like maybe individuals who have a very sort of um i mean i honestly like preston i have a lot of respect for the way you'd like you know you're like a woodworker and like you're like you know you have a certain relationship to those materials I have, like, no relationship to my, like, material world, like, you know what I mean? And, like, it's limited to, like, it's basically limited to, like, um, an analysis or consumption, uh, you know? And, like, I feel like fashion, like, reflects that for me, where it's, like, you know, I, I, I said that to those guys being, like, yeah, I should start, like, being more mature. And then it's, like, two months later, I find myself ordering, like, like Milady T-shirts that say like Hikikomori condition on yeah. them, and you, and you you're getting went rockstar mode. You're getting, and I bought Amiri's with the, <laughs> I bought the Grateful Dead Amiri's, yeah. you know, and it's just like it doesn't, it's like it doesn't matter, like no, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I'm I am the age that I am, like it, it's kind of like I don't know if I'm articulating this very well, but I I guess I was reminded of this footnote um, that. I found very interesting in this article. Um, he writes, um, the birth of vestimentary deception, so like clothing as like costume or deception, mm -hmm. at the end of the 15th century can be understood only if it is linked organically to an ideological transformation in the function of social appearances. And then he says, Kishara, who I don't know who that is, Kishara d did not hesitate in linking this with the birth of capitalism. Mm. Uh, and I don't want to go like to like big brain society, society mode, but like, I do think that there's something there, there is something to like this advanced state stage of, of like, you know, capitalism yeah. where like, I basically like I'm, I'm costuming myself. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody is though, yeah. like workwear, all of that stuff is like, yeah. uh, it's just a signifier, like, you know, to talk about Minneapolis fashion a little bit, the like ubiquity of workwear, Carhartt workwear. and <laughs> yeah. workwear when, you know, if you are out there 
being a lumberjack, like awesome. You yeah. know, I'm stoked for you. I had an ex who was a construction worker and he wore steel toe boots every day and like that was swaggy but also like very necessary for to. his well being. Right. Yeah. But if you're just out here like no offense, being a barista wearing Carhartt, like <laughs> you don't need to worry about like the durability of your, you know, waterproof jacket to make espresso. Yeah. And like again, it's not a hate thing, but it is everyone is is play acting in some way. Even the row, like Oh yeah. Oh come it's on. I mean, even from like a structural standpoint, a lot of those suits are designed to look like they were somebody else's that have yes. now been like draped mm, over your yeah. body in this beautiful yeah. way. Yeah. But you truly look like a child <laughs> wearing your mom's suit. Like yeah. that's the aesthetic and it's you know, it's it is very elegant and it does look beautiful, but it isn't like Oh, look at me. I'm like a pro- a professional uh secretary and I'm wearing this like 1950s, you yeah. know, thing. It's like oh, I'm like kind of ironically wearing this like beautiful silk suit, mm. but I'm in reality it's not related to like my profession or where I am mentally in terms of like my uh maturity as a person. So mm. even I think you can say that you want to dress more maturely, but at the end of the day, like even that is sort of just a a trend type or like an aesthetic choice like you're saying nowadays like there really isn't the idea of age being correlated to fashion is is a myth in some sense or it's a way to keep us like you're saying like consuming things um in an attempt to stay relevant um but yeah i don't i don't think like dressing your age obviously within limits don't i don't know I don't want to like say like start wearing like adult I mean, diapers I, I just, or something. I do. But... I do think the prospect of me being like sixty-five years old, wearing like, wearing like a, you know, like my Amiri's is kind of terrifying. But that would that's probably rock and be a roll tr- though. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That would actually be kind of dope because you. That means yeah. that you've held onto those pants. Yeah. For like decades. Yeah. And like really lived a life in them. If you bought Amiri's at 60 and were like, yo, everyone, check out my cool new swag. Do you remember when they started using, like, old models a few years ago? Yes, like Jerry Seinfeld. Mm. Jerry Seinfeld? He did a Supreme campaign, like, last year. I mean, I wasn't thinking of Jerry Seinfeld (laughs) in particular, but... What do you think about, like, maybe this is... Thinking about things in terms of, like, just storytelling Mm. with clothing? Mm -hmm. Like... I think what we're talking about is, like, there's no... I don't know if there's really a direction or end to that, like, kind of, like, cycle. It's because it's... Like, I'm thinking about how relevant that is to pretty much everything I do. Mm. Like, my woodworking, like, my craft background is very much, like, a similar kind of situation. But I think... So even in woodworking, there's no, like, just because it's, like more elemental no it's still function. i mean yeah. the function of it is minimal yeah i mean in terms yeah, of yeah, like yeah. an industry and in terms of like how most people relate to it is like yeah i mean i would work because i have some romantic idea about what it's going to like bring for me or or like some sort of like theoretical internal fulfillment yeah. that's probably not gonna come <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, but the storytelling part is like, sometimes I'm thinking about when I feel best in the clothing that I'm wearing. And it's like, it's actually when I'm just living in the delusion of it. Yes. When I'm just like living in, like, you know, I have this blazer. It's like, 
Right, I'm a woodworker. I don't need a blazer. Like, I don't. I mean, I go. You're to not the, at your job though. You're I'm, out on. You're out on the town. On the I'm weekend. out on the town, but it's like, you know, right? I went to Yum this morning, looking a little bit crazy, like a little bit out of context. Yeah, I knew that. That was kind of like the excitement of it. It was fun to walk into a room and people are like, "Where is that? Like, why is he wearing? Where is he going? What is? What's going on?" Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it's totally like. This, like, fantasy role-play type situation, which is, yeah, that's way more gratifying than thinking about that, like, thinking about the clothes that I'm wearing as being, like, it, like deeply linked Authentic. to my... Yeah, like, that's... Uh, okay, but if that's what I'm going to go with, though, that yeah. it's... Maybe it is, like, something that I'm trying to find authenticity. Mm. Maybe that's, like, a similar sort of sensation to, like, the chase of finding of finding the item in the first place. It's just, like this like perpetual cycle that yeah. will never end but the, there's maybe something that's just fine about that mm -hmm. like it's not maybe there's like a, a second order like epic epic narrative that's unfolding mm. in like mm. the chase just when you said storytelling you reminded i'm i'm like obsessed with walter benjamin who's like a german cultural cultural theorist philosopher from like he wrote mostly in like the early 20th century he died in the middle of world war ii but he, he talks about storytelling in this way where it's like the good thing about stories is that they're repeated and they're told over and over again. And it's like this piling of like layers on top of one mm. another. And he actually uses the metaphor of the rag picker of someone who's know. like goes through trash and like ties these rags to one another into like a tapestry. Mm. And I do think that like maybe that's maybe there's like an I mean, we, t we talk we joke a lot about arcs nowadays, like there's like a, you know, I'm on my arc or something. But like, what if you like add all your arcs together? Like maybe there's yes. a, maybe there's an epic there that's like, um, you know, and it's not necessarily about individual expression, but there's some there's something there. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Shit, I'm, I don't know if that maybe that's sense. why like, I think like the Margiela replica line is kind of like a hilarious, like version of that where it's like, mm. there is an item so like you know the german army trainer yeah like created for like a supposed function which is anyway like and then people realize that they like that trainer so then margella remakes it like it's kind of like what's that meme where it's like a version of the true self is hidden in the yeah, false self the false. or whatever yeah. like yeah it's definitely that exactly like, yeah oh gold Fish, being sure hank and i've been yeah. watching like the pacific which is like the the oh, sequel yeah. to band of brothers but it's like the pacific theater it's really bad it's and we, we joke about really they have these like they have these like u.s marine corps uh like over shirts essentially with yeah. like, dual pockets and we're like oh yeah they've got like the capital shirts yeah on. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. capital yeah. is like yeah. when you think about capital it's like what the like, yeah. like what is this? The Japanese yes. interpreting Americans. It's just double like, RL. Double RL. Yeah. Which double is RL. which What's is that? a replica of it's American workwear, like Levi's, yeah. which is it's like Ralph Lauren sportswear, oh, like right, right. the double RL. Yeah. It's like it's really nice. It is. It's the it's the brand to get, I think. Yeah. <laughs> my my my, my biggest flip ever. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying it's very western. Yeah. Like West you know. Like cowboy, cowboy western. Kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Western, Americana. but also Montauk. Yeah. Like, Nomad. I don't know. Americano? Maybe. Americano. <laughs> it's definitely Americano. Yeah, what's Americano? Yeah, we need we need the, the knowledge. Isn't that, I don't know. Isn't there, like, a definition? Well, there's, an, 
There's Americana, which is like, yeah. which is like American style. Yeah, but you I said just, Americana. I, I just that's my version of Americana. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. A little bit of Italian. I just aspired to, aspire to be Americano, you know, <laughs> head to toe, except for the Norwegian sweater. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's Americano too. Well, that's yeah. in a way. Yeah. I mean, what, what Nick was saying about kind of like the, the tying all the, all the like styles that you've had together mm-hmm. and like seeing mm-hmm. what happens. I feel like all, like all three of you are doing that in some, in some kind of way. The way you kind of, uh, comport yourselves or like think about it it seems to be just like because once it's like free like you are going to be like influenced by like the things you thought were cool at least with like like i see it for sure in like hans's twitter presence where you like the things that you determine are like sick or not are just kind of like yeah it's just like this word for me like high school like I can get everything I need at the Mall of America. Yeah, yeah. I, I realized that, that, like, people were like surprised by that. But I'm like, no, you could totally like find a really cool outfit, go to the boot barn, get some cowboy boots, and then go hit up Lululemon and get like a, a athletic outfit, and I'd look yeah. crazy together. Yeah. Or like, you know, I'm I'm just trying to get some Timberlands, a Norwegian sweater, and some maybe I'll get some rocker Bible jeans. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll try them out, see what they're like. We should all go to the Mall of America and get get one yeah. fit. I would love that. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a really fun challenge. All spend like four hundred dollars. Yeah, sad thing about it. Yeah, yeah. We all hit up lids after too to get a little, maybe a twins hat Alpaca or something. Yeah. Oh my god! Wanna, Don't yeah. even. They were really on that a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't even on it. We just bought like ten dollar beanies, Alpaca connection, and they were cool. They're fake alpaca. Mm. That's not, wait, they were fake. Yeah, they're not real. It's alpaca. really expensive, isn't it? Yeah, alpaca Some fur. Well, like the real, real alpaca deal. fur. Yeah, they yeah. had these really big fur hats. Carl put one on. It was pretty cool. It's like a blue fur. I don't know how if it was real, but they were like I don't know, eighty bucks. Not that much. So, Hank, you were about to tell us about your biggest flip ever. Oh, yeah. oh my biggest flip ever, percentage wise, is that I got a I got um, it was basically a uh. What is what? What is the word for it? It's it was it was basically like a sample for a polo sport hat, and uh, I got it for a dollar. It was just like, but it had the tag. Where so I, I got it at uh, the Habitat for Humanity Restore. They're selling they're selling hats there. Shout out! Shout yeah. out! Mm-hmm. And uh, I I got it for a dollar and had like the polo sport tag on it and stuff. But it it had been manufactured in Minnesota. So it was by my northern hat and glove and saw that tag, just oh. like a sample tag on yeah. it. And I just threw it up on eBay and a guy in Japan bought it for like seven hundred and fifty dollars. It's like a it was like a th- thir- thir- thirty thousand percent profit <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Something crazy. Well what what was all your guys' first piece of designer clothing? Hmm. Uh mine was Was it the J Pants? It was actually it wasn't the J pants because I bought a pair of shoes before then. I bought a pair of uh Raf Simmons Velcro high tops. <laughs> back Respect. when you could back when you could uh remember, you know, Big Cartel's a hosting site, but you used to be able to just there was a search function on it. So you could like search items and then stores that were selling it huh. would pop up. And I looked up Raf Simmons and someone was selling some. They were like blue they were gray, blue, and white. That's that's the best shoes ever made, though. You know, yeah. All those other shoes scratch them. Oh, suck. for sure. Wait, which, the Stan Smith ones? 
What are we no, doing? No, 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 no. They're like, no, they're, they're like, they're like high tide. They're like before he did stuff with Adidas. Yeah. Oh. Before he had the Adidas. Adidas. Are they leather? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I've seen them. Kind of skater vibe. Mm-hmm. My first was, um, okay, so I was very lucky that my dad had a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. And I was remembering that, like, in middle school, I used to wear, I had, he gave me this pair of Mihara Yasuhiro mm. Pumas that were, like, a embossed alligator. Dang. Like, they were so sick. And I tried, I totally thrashed them. That's that, really cool. That was cool. And then the first, but the first thing I ever bought was a Hood by Air, like, very stretchy like turtleneck that was just white and it just said hba on it when i went to new york i moved to new york in like 2013 hood buyer was like it was like really like the time for that mm-hmm. like people i would go to raves in like bushwick and people would be like wearing like the jerseys and like <laughs> basketball crazy. shorts it was like the health goth yeah time that was a dark time. And short lived, but very my my friend my friend Tim got street cast for a hood by air runway New York oh, Fashion Week. Run. Yeah, he walked the runway and he had like long hair. He was really gacked out on Adderall and he did like a big hair flip. <laughs> wow. Cool. Yeah, That's... yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> what about you, Teresa? Um, honestly, I'm very very new to buying designer, and the times that I have, it was like too ridiculous of a deal to pass up Mm, mm. i did inherit i also had like a swagged out relative Mm. my grandma was like insane um she was like a very glamorous japanese woman who lived in las vegas for a long time and then moved here and she used to like she just she would make polaroid albums of herself that would say like miyako's new dresses 1978 and it would just be picture it was like a lookbook of pictures of her wearing all her clothes that was taken by her third husband and so we got a lot of those books so i inherited a chanel belt from her and she was like this probably won't fit you because she was like she was like five feet tall uh-huh. and i'm for reference i'm like five eight mm-hmm. so everything that she would wear just a classic like fashion bitch like she would look at me and she'd be like I would give you this mint coat, but it probably won't fit. Oh and I would just be like, Grandma. I was like 14. I was like, Grandma, what? Like, Anyway. Uh, but the first thing I ever bought was actually a Buffalo Exchange. They had a Kenzo wool jacket there for like $15. And I was like, I love this thing. And I still have it. It's really nice. Wow. Um, but I kind of am anti... <laughs> anti-designer clothing in a lot of ways i really am like a thrift a thrift queen um my lowest point was actually when i met you guys because it wasn't it was (laughs) (laughs) wait 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 wait. when i'm my lowest point in terms of like getting into clout being like invested in clout i met you guys i was very admirable i was just really admiring your guys's style and it was also like hyped to me as like these these guys are like so fashionable and you guys were you like lived up to the hype and then i was like wow i need to like step my game up and i just remember being on ebay bidding like 80 dollars for a fucking dior cotton bandana and then just being like wow like i'm really out here prepared to buy a cotton bandana for 80 dollars because it says dior on it and i did buy it and then it came and i was like I'm denouncing fashion. I hate this. It's like really bad for my mental health. So in a way I have you guys to thank because I'm like, Do you still have it. Yeah. I was going to wear it today. And then I was like, 
I can't talk about denouncing action and, and also be swayed. We might, we might need to, we might need to see it pop out. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the proscribed bandana. I'll definitely wear it at the next function, and um, the, if anyone listened to the app, they can talk to me. About the fashion it. suicide bandana. It is. It was the beginning of the end, and but yeah, that's my designer history. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Hans? I was gifted a uh, just a basic like Y three white shirt. It was a white T-shirt. It said Y three on the in the little pocket. It was cool. Class. What age? Middle school. It was like yeah, it was like middle middle. No, yeah, middle school. Mm-hmm. That's like the best seventh grade. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's good quality, good quality T-shirt. Yeah. Which I which I like would have worn it more. But I have a Y three hat that I've worn like over the years, and it's like a really functional baseball cap. Yeah. I really, really like it. Honestly, I still like. I yeah. like that. It was like in a Y three the other day, just like contemplating on buying something. It's still, I don't know. It's definitely like lost the hype, but it's still like that's solid. the perfect time. Yeah. To buy. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> their shoes, are, their shoes have always been like really sick and really comfortable. Mm. Totally. I kind of wanted to talk about storytelling again oh, because okay. I was thinking about like. Are you gonna let me say my Sorry. first designer? Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, go ahead. You go first. No, I want to hear your. Wait, thing. yeah, you gotta get it. It's not. It. It's I. APC jeans. Okay. I ordered. I ordered like cancel APC. <laughs> APC like this like the skinny fit APC jeans like bleached. Um, they're like twenty twenty seven waist. Damn. I was really small at the time. Wow. You still got them? I'll wear them. No, I gave them. I had to give them to a smaller guy because mm-hmm. I got bigger. But <laughs> smaller fish. They were sick. I was living in the. I was living in the sober house at the time with uh, our friend Tony. Shout out Tony, and uh, like Tony was like at the time was like, literally he hit me with the like, like why would you ever spend that much? Like I, I just you know I just get my jeans at Walmart like. Yeah. He, like, mm-hmm. literally said that line to me. And then, like, during the pandemic, when that, like, pandemic money started coming in, like, four years later, I literally watched Tony buy, like, the, the horsehair, like, <laughs> and Mandibulamester, yeah. like, shoes. And, like, oh. he was just, like, he went, like, from zero to, like, 9,000. Just, like, full, yes. like, Rick yeah, and, did. like, yeah. Anne and, like, Antwerp <laughs> 6. Like, yeah. wow. And then he kind of, like, evened out. And just now he's on, like, a Gorp thing, which is, like, suitable to him. But like mm-hmm. it, it was like so funny to see. Yeah, where the, the, where does happen to people go teach? Yeah, like high school biology. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Not Prada. A lot of Prada. I like. I like. Man, I have a Prada sweater that I really like. I just want to get that out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. But I, no, I'll. Could we telling. Could we take one moment to do like a little drink and, and bathroom <laughs> just, break? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Did you see the stylish kids in the riot? Shovel the black monk, said the night on fire, wombles bleed, truncheons and shields. You know I cherish you, my love. Yes, 
I bought all my friends the shirts. Now what were they? Yeah. There was this shirt that said Pussy Build Strong Bones. Like, what was it? Like, what's the Say more. That's yeah. what it said. Speak on that. Say more. <laughs> it was this brand from uh, Canada based out of New York and like LA. It was called ACC Studios. No, it's called, now it's called La Ropa. La Ropa. Oh, like, didn't you tell me that was like a cult or something like that? No, I not heard. Called I heard that. No, they, you were talking about uh, about uh, Chrome Hearts. Chrome Hearts. Yeah. No, Chrome Hearts. Look, I heard some stuff about La Ropa. Mm. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. they're weird. They're that, just weird. That it was bad. It was yeah. some bad stuff. One of like the main dudes left, and then the best one. And then they started La Ropa. After, okay. Well, okay. after the main one of the main dudes left. Yeah. Now it's just different. It's just very like L.A. I think I heard it on another podcast that shall not be named. Wow. That shall not be named. Well, it's contained podcast, but he was interviewing <laughs> that Love America guy. Oh yeah, who I Van, think had Van some. Man. Yeah. yeah, he had some relations with. Yeah, I fuck with Van. Van's yeah. sick. Shouts out to Van. Do you know him? Are we recording? We follow mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, yeah. I I want to let it be known that I think Hans needs to start a clothing company. It sounds like you have. The we vision. should talk about it. I don't yeah. think I'm gonna ever. Why? I don't think I'm ever gonna do it. I'm gonna get into. We are going to I'm getting, to make I'm getting into real estate. I'm getting my real estate license this year, and then I'm gonna start managing people, managing artists. Yeah. Honey, so clever's endeavors. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be managing musicians, uh, fine, fine artists, fine. I don't know what the, what's the way we call that. Yeah, fine art. Fine art, fine artists, <laughs> um, pretentious artists. Yeah. And uh yogis. You can manage me. Yeah. Like yoga practitioners. Yeah, yoga. Yoga's a big business right now, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I had like moments. You can go up to yoga studios and be like, I've got I've got two yogis for you. I got <laughs> two yogis. Yeah. Yogi instructors. I'm gonna have a yogi for you. My 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 coworker Mark shout, shouts out Mark, who's like Who's amazing? He's just like this, like fifty-year-old guy. Like I, I think of him as like the Warheads logo. He's awesome, but he's he's going to yoga school, yoga teacher school. Wow! I, I did yoga teacher training. I'm a certified yoga teacher. I think you could really. I think you Anchor could really at yoga studio. Yeah, downstairs would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. I actually just, those just need to get windows. into yoga. You know, pretty, pretty, and not very flexible. So, yoga. Is what about Pilates? Pilates is cool. Yeah, but you need the machine. Yeah, which is also kind of tight. Is there a machine right. for Pilates? Yes. Yeah, it's what? hardcore. Mm-hmm. It's I like a big that. stretching rack. Oh, it's kind of medieval looking. <laughs> it's awesome. There's a lot of. There's apparently some Catholic encyclicals about how you can't do yoga though. Oh really? Yeah, I guess you can't do it's it. Then. For you. I don't care me. about that. Though. <laughs> is that how you got into Prana? Because we've talked about how Prana is low key a great brand. I got into Prana because my dad 
got a Prana catalog in the mail because he gets like 9,000 catalogs <laughs> because he orders like... Do we need to unplug the fridge? Or what is that? It's the fridge. Yeah. Um, he, he orders like those shirts from catalogs, mm-hmm. like men's catalogs. They're not like designer brands. They're like these catalogs that like, they like collect. Bro, what are you doing? <laughs> they're, they're, uh, Let the man eat. Right. He's Let him cook. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, we have a condenser microphone on right um, he, he orders these shirts from catalogs that are like, it's not like one brand. It's like a catalog that collects like these brands that no one else knows about that make like expensive clothing that it's called like cobalt and, and brick or some, you know, some crap mm. like that. So then he gets like 9,000 catalogs to the house and my mom gets really flustered about it tries to tries to cancel them all but they just keep coming mm-hmm. so he got a prana catalog in the mail and like one christmas he like decided to get me like a prana gift certificate um and yeah i bought a few things prana hits i'm not gonna gatekeep prana prana <laughs> rocks <laughs> good segue into oh storytelling that we should do first yeah i want to know what hans's story like because we were talking a little on the break about like storytelling with fashion and the idea of being a narrator and main character syndrome, but also just like how that's inherent in fashion because you're presenting your worldview on your body. And also we want to talk a little bit about um, Minneapolis fashion, which is going to be inherent in our storytelling anyway, because mm-hmm. we're all... Are we all from this area? No. Well, I mean, of the guests, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think we are. Yeah. I think all three of us. I know we are, yeah. But I want to know what Hans is... What's, like, what, do you, what kind of story are you telling? Because it's, it's clear you're telling what. I mean, I'm just at a weird point in my life. I'm unemployed, living with my parents. So I'm just telling that story right now mm. through my clothes. You know? Yeah. I kind of like... There's a lot of chapters. I kind of provocatively feel that perhaps, like, we don't know what our own story... Like, I don't know, I don't think we're the narrator. Who is? But it's the delusion of being the narrator, maybe. Mm. Thinking that you're in control of yeah. your image in that way. Like, I think that wearing a suit coat maybe is presenting me as someone more serious. But maybe it presents me as a clown. I don't know. Mm. But I, yeah. I'm going to think that it's serious instead of a clown. Mm-hmm. I don't think you look but, like a clown, though. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. That was, I don't I, I mean... Yeah. See, now, Preston can put on anything, and he looks good, so... I don't oh, think he can nice. ever look like a clown. But a lot of these people do look like clowns, so... Yeah. Get that get that straight. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, look at I, yourself in the mirror, you know, before you go out. Do it like a hundred. Do it like a hundred times. Yeah. Take, oh wear God. like try like five different outfits out. That's what we do. That's why my room's so messy. And we look like shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Hans, don't I feel like you have an interesting story. Yeah, you're being fake bash. About your, I'm about super how, hypocritical. Yeah, how, so. how have you gotten... I'm super hypocritical. <laughs> don't take, don't take no, any, any of this seriously. <laughs> I'll go off on these weird tangents like... 
I'll, like, I'll tell him to press and I'll be like, okay, this summer all I'm wearing is V-Lon. <laughs> yeah, V-Lon everything. Because V-Lon's, you know, they had some good denim. Not anymore, though. Like, I'm not going to wear V-Lon anymore. Actually, maybe I'll wear V-Lon now. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, Bari is not associated <laughs> with them anymore. They're probably looking for people, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I go off on these tangents. I say these things, like what I'm going to do, how I'm going to dress. Yeah. I think I deep down I know what I'm looking for. It's just... So I'm gonna slowly, you're kinda like, slowly gonna collect. You're, you're these. like sketching around, and then like the thing yeah. will appear. You know, once you, true. You know, with I'm your looking actions. for the best deal. You know, yeah. <laughs> I might not be able to acquire some Timberlands right now because I don't want to spend two hundred dollars on some boots. But maybe in the summer I'll buy some. You know, and wear them in the summer. Yeah, with some shorts. I don't know. Who knows? But I feel like you. I'm think. Oh well, you're talking about storytelling in terms of. Like, oh, I'm talking about storytelling. Are we talking too. about like origin mm-hmm. story? Right. That's like I, fashion well, origin. Yeah, yeah story? let's figure that out. Yeah. First. What's what does that look like for a honey so clever? What does that mean? Like, what do you mean though? How did you get into fashion? Yeah. I got into fashion through skateboarding first. You know, I think I always liked clothing. I always liked, you know, throwing getting a get up like you know, throwing something together. I, I used to wear like skate shoes. And I'd wear, like, shorts, but I'd wear, like, knee-high socks. They had these, like, I don't know what socks I was buying, but there were some skate brands, like the Three Stripes. Yeah. Mm. And then I'd have, like, a, I don't know, just, like, a hoodie and, a, a hat, like, a five-panel, you know? That sounds Which fire. doesn't sound that crazy, but it was cool at the time. I'd ride an old 80s Steve Caballero board. So it felt very, like, fashion then. And I was really little then. And then I got into the clothing through a friend who I met in high school. And his parents were, like, really into fashion, you know, like, his mom, like, was a model. Like, they were, like, Y3 head-to-toe, Rick head-to-toe, like... His parents were? Yeah. Wow. Big into Ed Hardy, like, big into Ed Hardy, like, wearing Ed Hardy when it was, like, like, just, when he just, when Ed Hardy started to make clothes, you know, they were, like, on that. Yeah. So I got into clothes through them, I think, or, like, fashion. Because I wasn't, like, really that into fashion. I knew about, like, SBs and stuff through skateboarding, but I don't even think... Like, that's fashion now, like... Yeah, SBs are, like, coveted now. Yeah, you can't even get them, so... I'd just say skating. Yeah, skateboarding. But not really, though. I feel like you've had some, like, unique brands that you've been really, like, heavy on. Like, you kind of... When I think about your style, it's like you go through these, like, waves of... For a while, it was like ninety nine percent. Yeah, and then it was like you know HBA. I mean, I've never even owned ACC. any of that shit though. You did. Well, I mean, I owned like HBA and ACC, but yeah, there was like we, I was really into like Korean brands for a while, and then like really small Japanese brands. But I didn't like own any of that stuff. Mm. I was just into it because we were but just like re- we were just research. We would just be on like yeah. before TikTok, <laughs> like. Like now, TikTok, you can like just find you can find out like archive designers. You can figure out who Final Home is or something or like. Oh yeah, because yeah. I was big into Final Home. What's that? It's like this Japanese survival brand. I don't even know. I, I'm Survivalist. Like, I'm, I'm so out of it's touch like, with it's that like brand now. It's like affiliated with with Issey Miyake and like yeah. Sushori Chimato. Is that is that yeah? Like the one? designer came out of Issey Miyake's. Like he, was, he worked for Issey Miyake, and then he started Final Home. And then, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like, yeah, it's just like apocalyptic. 
I mean, that's what they'd say on TikTok. Like, it's it's an apocalyptic brand, you know. The the thing. What does that mean? It's just like there's like, so many pockets. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like so you can have all your snack, all your pockets. protein bars on. Yeah. And the clothes are cool. Yeah, it's just like pockets and shit. It's sick. Apocalypticism. I, mean, I fuck with it, but I sold all that shit. Like I acquired yeah. a, like a good amount, and then I just sold it because when it was like at a high, at a high, like you, you know, yeah. buy a pair of pants for like fifty dollars and then sell them for four hundred, like mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I think I, I don't know. Why would you never? Why would you never start a brand yourself? I don't know. I just think there's. I think I'd have to start a brand at like a specific age. You know, I think like there's too many kids trying to start brands for like the wrong reasons. Mm. So I think like what if reasons? you start a brand when they're trying to start a brand, you just get lost in this like. I don't think you could ever be lost, bro. Lost in the sea. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. The mindset's really, I feel like, really damaging. People think like. To become a designer, you're going to become like a millionaire or something, mm. or mm. you you have a vision. Like I don't think anyone really has a vision at like that age. You know, I don't mm. think I have a vision. Like if I was going to make clothes, like I don't know what I would make. You know, there is like this ease with which people are quick to say like I have a vision. Mm. Yeah, or, like mm. I yeah. have yeah. a good good idea in the shower. It's not 2020. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. They're on that like Kanye shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it feels like like. Yeah, that's literally what it is, you know. Like, yeah, they're looking at all these designers as like gods, you know. Back to that mm-hmm. point, like putting them on this like, huge pedestal, mm-hmm. like, but they're so like hard to reach. Mm-hmm. But really, like, you could go through like three people and <laughs> talk to this designer. Like, wouldn't be that hard. Like, just DM them. Yeah, watched... you could probably DM them honestly, and that's like that's like the easiest way of doing it. Like, I I remember DMing people like when I was little. Not little, but not little, but, you know, like, I remember, like, DMing designers, and, like, some would respond, some wouldn't just respond, you know, mm-hmm. they, they weren't, like, like, at a huge level, but, yeah, you know, they were, like, known, yeah, in their city, you know, so. Yeah, Yujiro from Black Means is, like, one yeah, of my, he follows he's you. one of my yeah. earliest followers on Instagram, he, like, likes my posts. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Is that a Japanese... Yeah, yeah, they they make like they make like punk. Oh, you stuff. showed me that stuff. Yeah, it's cool. leather makers. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's, I don't think designers are hard to reach. I bet if, you could find their emails pretty easily. If they're in touch, they're not hard to reach. Yeah, that's true. Like, Shane Oliver grew up in Bloomington. No, St. Paul. I don't. I think Saint he's Paul? like. I don't know if he was born here or. Shane Oliver? Yeah. Yeah, he's from Minnesota. I heard he was born, yeah, I think I he was born in St. Paul and then he doesn't talk to, about it a to lot. Trinidad and yeah. then moved to New York. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's the story. Yeah. I don't know if he still has family here or wow. any ties to okay. St. Paul or the Twin Cities. Yeah, I don't think he like that's how talks about it as an influencer yeah. or anything, but like maybe there is some kind of like Mall of America like there's got to be something th- thing going There's on. There's got to be some kind of influence. Yeah. Oh, that was an interjection. Sorry. No, I don't know what else I can say about starting a brand. No, I I, re- I respect all of those thoughts. Yeah. Sort of like, how do we bring some humility into this? Yeah, people are just mm-hmm. trying to make fast money, like quick money, mm-hmm. through like stupid messages on shirts. Like that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. No offense, but like it's just like let's just make like funny T-shirts. I mean, you got to start somewhere, I guess. It is t-shirts are like really easy to make, 
and there's you can make good profit. Reminds me of that thing that that one person said to you on yeah. on the date when they were like, <clears throat> "What was it like? T-shirt making a t-shirt is like the only thing you can do anymore." Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they like <laughs> they came up to me like that was the first thing they started with. Yeah. It was just like that. Like the only thing we have now are t-shirts, mm-hmm. and like you can, you can't believe anything anymore. You can yeah. only like have a t-shirt. Crazy way to start a start a first. Yeah, yeah. Is there a second? Uh, no, we can talk about that later. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I get it though. I, I think there there's a place for you know like ironic, funny T-shirts. I think I'd rather wear a funny T-shirt than like something super serious. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a T-shirt that your friend makes, like a Mahjong yeah. Club T-shirt. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Come in next week. Yeah. <laughs> Minneapolis has a reputation as like a. Uh, fashionless city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think I think we should explore if that's true or not. I think we should I think like. I think that I think, think we should is. just like be on that more. I think people are trying to make like Minneapolis like, oh, we're the next like New York or something. Right. That's so I mean, stupid. Like, come on. Yeah. 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 Like, why would we want to aspire to be like that? No yeah, one. Like, exactly. People in New York hate New York. You're like, let's be, let's be real. Like. There's good aspects to that city, but like, why? Why in Minneapolis? Like, why are we trying to make Minneapolis like a fashion capital? That's like pretty. No, quick. come on, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and how could we do that by like trying to mimic? Yeah. A city Even that Chicago has can, so many yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, so many more influences and resources. Yeah. You know, it's just a completely yeah. different profile of a place. True. I get it people would... trying to like, you know, put on for their city or whatever, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think we need to like. Yeah, I don't think it has to be a. A, ca- a fashion capital. I don't think that's like. I think that it's f- fashionless in terms of like industry, which there is a fashion industry mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. for sure. Like, yeah, that's something. Yeah, there is. But in terms of like, Minnesotans are deeply unstylish. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I think that's not what I'm saying per se. But I'm saying, like, our sense of, like, style is a bizarre combination of factors. Like, so what I was thinking about today was, like, how did a puffer vest become, like, uh, office wear? Mm. Like, I suspect that Minneapolis started that. (laughs) I can see that. A puffer vest as, like, a business as business wear that's over so a bizarre shirt. over a button up yeah, yeah. have you yeah. seen business people wearing that oh yeah, oh, yeah. definitely oh, yeah. it's huge that arcturix vest yeah mm-hmm. it's a huge with a like clipboard a or a little yeah. thing you know because you're doing business yeah. but i recently did jury duty and i had like a two-hour lunch break so i walked around the skyways and i don't really remember what people were wearing but i feel like in my head they were wearing puffer vests yeah were you on the jury no, never. Okay. I never got called. I was like this close to being called. Yeah. I did get called, and then the, the case like fell through or something. Oh, okay. I want to speak on this fashionless thing a little bit because I think there is like immense, there is kind of like immense freedom in that, mm-hmm. in like not being overly refined or something. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like it's gotten. There's this sort of general assault on like frumpiness 
um, that like even Minneapolis is not immune to. Like when I go to the spy house, the coffee shop, like third wave coffee shop, and I see like people's style nowadays, even compared to five years ago, it is much more streamlined. Mm-hmm. Like that slicked back hairdo that all the women have. I don't know what to call that. You have. I don't understand. Like, uh, there's a lot of like, especially like young women, but they do like the like slicked back. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The high ponytail, Mm -hmm. like everything's like slicked back with gel. Oh, and then they do the baby hairs. No, no? they don't do baby hairs. It's just, Just it's just like, it's just like they comb everything back. Whereas maybe that's a wide compared to like a a messy bun or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the gram oh <laughs> yeah handles handles any uh, plugs my handle right now is honey um so clever on ig and then on um twitter i'm um, the slurp fanatic the slurp fanatic so just look out for that <laughs> bless, bless. <laughs>